pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Hello and greetings. Welcome back, co-creators. I'm Stephen Canyon. So glad you could join us for another venture of manifesting abundance into our lives. Email address, kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. StephenCanyon.com is the website where you can sign up to receive updates and letters from me. Also, find us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. And there's something I'm pretty excited about. If you'd like to receive texts from me, if you're not already overwhelmed by way too many from other people. You can, you can uh, occasionally I'll have a thought and an unction to share it with you. Just simply text the word kinetic, K-I-N-E-T-I-C, to 31996, only in, available in the United States for right now. But if you want to do that, I'll send you a text every once in a while just to kind of help us all get through the day. Hello, Miss Maggie. How are you? <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm not overwhelmed by text. You're not? No. <laughs> one, one sometimes can be overwhelming to me if it's depending think, on... If I'm ever overwhelmed, it, it's, it would be emails. I emails? Get a, I get a lot of emails. Would you rather Would you rather receive texts or emails? Texts, definitely. Do you think so? I like the notification that uh, of a text. I just like the... It's like a little personal message. What if we could just do all emojis in our emails? Ooh, yes. You know, it could be a whole other another language, couldn't it? I think there are the young people that already do that. <laughs> well, that's me. I, I know that a lot of people communicate via meme. What's so. your What's your favorite emoji? My favorite emoji, probably that awkward smiling one. One where the the twisted teeth. Yeah, just, yeah, it's just like sort of awkwardly showing <laughs> all of its teeth. Because that's my response that. to everything. Just, I, and I don't even think that's what it's meant for. Well, you but, just kind of go through the day like that already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. I just like the big smile. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Question for you. What would a world populated by clones of you be like? <laughs> um, it would be amazing. It would be awesome. It would be so much fun. Yeah? In what way? <laughs> Um, oh, the whole world—it's all clones, just you. Yeah, it would be—it would be awesome. Cause yeah. yeah, I think it would. Really? Of course, I'm so much fun, and that's—that's <sighs> that's always been a goal. But would you be so much fun if everybody was just like you? Probably, yeah. <laughs> that's that—I see the, the emoji face right now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no one could stand in the way of my fun. I know that. <laughs> uh, I think would if if. I could just see always analyzing, every, everybody being analytical. Um, maybe. Think, I don't know. Maybe. That might even go away. That might even be made better because there's nothing to, to analyze. We just, I, I've always had a goal, you know, my number one goal of, ever since. I mean, this is just a personality thing. It's just to have fun. And, you know, I feel like that's, if, when you have that personality, you're always sort of like overcoming. Well, to me, this seems like a really simple question that I would not like to be in a world of clones of me. I mean, just, well, chess games would always end in a stalemate. Would they, though? I think so. A clone isn't necessarily, um, it's not like you're sharing a brain. Well, but it would definitely be an end to romance novels, wouldn't it? I don't know. 
Well, <laughs> you're so funny. I mean, just. I mean, I've, I've I've had a love affair with myself for a while. <laughs> well, it's not a love story that I'd ever want to go to the movies to see. That was, but it sounds like an, an intriguing concept. Megan falls it? in love with Megan. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Saw that one coming. Oh, gosh. You know, in 2011, there was a group of over 4,000 musicians in Taiwan that broke the world record for the most number of violins being played simultaneously at one time. And I'm waiting for this to be about clones, they, but well, I think you've moved on. <laughs> well, I have moved on, because I, okay. I don't know what else to say about that. But, <laughs> and that. but this is what I found really fascinating about this. You've got over, it's about 4,600 violinists. And the reason Goodness I was gracious. interested in this when I saw it is, of course, you know. Yeah, yes. You play. and uh, But that was a record that had stood since, what was it, 1925. And Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the full circle, circle that you and your lookalikes would kill that record. <laughs> you know, that's a and funny I... concept, though, because <laughs> I actually, you know those pedals that, um, those electronic pedals that you can record a mic into and they'll loop it for you, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had one of those one time and I played, you know, like 90 seconds or something of Canon ND into it. And I only got through about two loops you know, recording mm. over and over it because, you know, obviously a Canon, you can layer it as many times as you want because every two measures is in harmony with all the other mm, measures, right. right? Yeah. So it was interesting though because I got through about, you know, two loops and it was just way off. <laughs> so apparently I can't, you know, play the violin with myself well, that's very just well. It. I mean, if you had a world of clones of you, you guys would be laughing at you guys nonstop. That's so true, and that sounds kind of amazing, actually. But, uh, but you know, you are my take on that clone thing, by the way, is, is totally your fault. Because as a kinetic believer, you really learn to absolutely fall in love with yourself. Mm-hmm. You just yeah, do. Yes. Yeah, but, so this is on you. Yeah, well, that, that's true. But, <laughs> and that is why it's a good exercise maybe to extend it beyond for just thought, the, the practice of thought uh, uh, control and consider a world where there's just... A billion of you. What would you do with that, right? <laughs> How do you fit in? And I think that's that, interesting. I, I do think that it's important that we uh, are aware of the collective, but while celebrating the individual. Mm. And but yeah. a world full of clones of you, my goodness, it just it would be a party. You got it. Admit <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would be a party. It would I do be admit a, that a nonstop party. But you know, I do think. Okay, talk about harmonies. You were mentioning music a minute ago. Yeah, and some of the best groups are related to each other. When you listen to their oh yeah, those groups that sing in harmony. Yeah, I have to say, you know, I year even years um, will come and go that my older sister and I don't play together. Hmm. But if we get together and we need to play a duet or sing a duet of some kind, it's it's a uh, it, we just lock in. It's it's in our blood. It would be like a world full of uh, the Osmonds, right? <laughs> also a party. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely is. You know? Um, oh, man. Well, that's fun to think about, isn't it? It really is. You know, I mean, I just love the idea of of loving yourself that much where you would want to spend time with yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a fun a fun notion. Absolutely. Well, let's prepare to begin to gain some knowledge now and let's center ourselves away from the noise of the world, away from the noise of life, everything that may be going on outside the home, even inside the house. All thoughts being brought into this moment right now for this purpose. 
cast down those negative thoughts, those negative imaginations. Focus on having a sense of being present. Come into this moment. Deep breath. Breathe in. Exhale. Release thoughts of later today and what you need to do or feel like you need to do. Thoughts of the future. Release those. And all the noisy chatter of the past. Be right here now. Be present. Become aware of your sensory presence. How does your body feel from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet right now? Just be present in this moment. How do you feel? Notice what's in the room, the shapes of things. Not with words. Just allow what you see to be the form that it is. geometric outline of the things in the room and don't attract a belief to what you see just be in the moment notice sounds and what you hear allow them to just be don't believe anything about those exterior sounds just let them be Focus and intensify on this presence, this awareness of the now with the expectation and with the gratitude that something very important is about to happen. This is your moment. Something memorable is about to happen in your life. Breathe in, exhale. Increase your awareness of the now, of the importance of the now. Nothing else going on in your mind. Breathe in. Exhale. You've entered awareness. In between thoughts. Now bring the image of your purpose into this moment. Breathe in. Exhale. See you in your purpose, what your life is advancing to become. Present tense, already done, not wishful thinking. This is the presence of who you are. This moment is enough to contain all that you are. Let the tension in your body go soft and release every muscle. Focus on letting each muscle be soft and keep your frame in your bones, especially the spine, 
upright. Stay in this present moment. The thread that's holding you up is not an act of your willpower. It's life energy in your body. It's holding you up. Feel the presence of your life energy in this moment. Deep breath in and let it out. good doesn't sure it? it is. Wow. Let's get into today's podcast and mm. talk about the manifesting power of kinetic belief. Yes. Dynamite has dynamic power, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you yes. were thinking about? <laughs> dynamic power you know, that, you know, when, when lit, it becomes an effective and powerful explosive, but it has to be lit. Yes. But now think about this. Who has the best results? The person who holds the stick of dynamite in their hand or the one who's lighting the fuse? Hmm. Releasing the power into the atmosphere. Which one of those has the best results from that? Here, here's the deal. A stick of dynamite is not any good as long as it just it's sitting dormant right there in the hands of the owner. I mean, all it has is potential power. Yes. It has the potential to be explosive. Mm-hmm. It requires action on the part of the one that's holding it to be able to see any results manifest from the dynamite. Well, the power of kinetic belief is exactly the same way. See, we, we possess all of the dynamic, explosive potential to rearrange things in our lives, to change circumstances in our lives. But the power has got to be released into our life through willful actions. Mm. Lighting that spark. Yeah, we can count on our kinetic belief to release the manifesting power of the law of attraction into our life every time that we light the fuse of belief. But it's an intentional lighting of the fuse that brings positive change into our lives. Kinetic belief combines with four energetics and combines them all into just one. Desire, imagination, gratitude, and action. That's desire, imagination, gratitude, and action. And when we combine all four of those equally into one energetic, we have kinetic belief. They are inseparable when it comes to uh, authentic, viable kinetic belief, the substance of belief. Now, the same is true for the energetics of love. We align ourselves with the creative power of the universe when we determine to be what we were designed to become. You see, abundant life is automatic. Right. Um, In other words, regardless of who we are, when authentic desire is present, we cannot be separated from the manifesting power of the unconditional love of our Creator. It's like a plant grows because it's automatic for that plant to grow. It does what it's supposed to do if there's not a negative environment suppressing its growth. And we're the same way. But the environment for our natural growth is that when we are immersed into the energetics of love. You know, I love it when we talk about love. I mean, isn't that it? Like you're, like you're teaching us already that, you know, when we choose love, then our abundant life, that's, that becomes the default. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a choice. The attraction of our highest thought forms to change our circumstances will not manifest without our consent. We have to be in agreement. We have to align ourselves with it. Our constant uh, 
our, our constant alignment is a consent that we have, and it's through the creative power of love. In other words, we cannot hate somebody and attract peace. We can't uh, be at, um, bitter with someone and actually be in the energetics of happiness or joy, health, and abundance uh, working in our lives. Love is life. Bitterness, anger, jealousy, all those things are rooted in fear, which is the opposite of love. So positive attraction is a contradiction to those things that are rooted in in pessimism and fear and negativity and those things. We release manifesting power into our life by, by releasing, for example, manifesting power with words. Words have the final say regarding um, attracting our desires and the manifesting power that we use in our lives. If you've, if you've been struggling in any area of your life, for example, for what seems like just forever, failing the same test of life, and you're just stuck in the, the rut of, of this thing, whatever it may be, you may have fallen into a habit of speaking negatively about your situation without even knowing it. Yeah, that's such a powerful truth because the kind of conversations we have, it's so easy to fall into those, those habitual patterns, those ways of speaking. And, you know, if what you're saying happens to be negative, then you're just going to go around speaking against yourself Speaking all the time. against ourselves. That's yeah. right. Speaking against ourselves is so easy to unknowingly do, isn't it? I mean, yes, for example, maybe some of this sounds familiar to somebody. $100 here, $100 there, it never ends. <laughs> Speaking against yourself. Ah, oh, there was no chance I would get that raise anyway. Right. Somebody says, <laughs> bills, all of these bills, that's all I ever get in the mail. <sighs> wow. Not going to your mailbox. And, you know, that's an interesting, uh, gosh, that's I love I love what you're saying right now because it's such an illuminating thing that you're telling us because really what you're doing is you're just being observing. You know, you're just looking around, talking about what your life currently looks like. Um, and it's it's an easy trap, if, isn't it? Yeah, and here's the deal. If we talk about what we see, we'll continue to have what we see. Exactly. Yes. If you talk about what you see wrong with your life, you're going to continue to have what you see wrong with your life. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody just says habitually, well, I never get a break. Right. Okay. Or they say, nothing good ever happens to me. Well, um, or here's one that I hear all the time. Somebody says, well, it's flu season. I better go stock up on some meds. What are you preparing for? <laughs> Talk about action to faith. You're stocking your house with flu. Well, that's totally it. And somebody medication. says, well, I, I told you my marriage was doomed from the beginning. Well, you know, if if, if any of these, if any of these wow. things, you know, we laugh about it, wow. but if any of these things sound familiar... Here is the diagnosis of the problem that we're talking about. You may have heard the saying, loose lips are sinking ships. Well, it's sinking your own ship, your loose lips are. <laughs> so, the, but the good news is, is that what, what you may have been doing is totally reversible. Have you ever seen the home makeover show called Flip or Flop? And yes. I think there are different variations of it wherever you live in the world. And I love that show. Very, very popular. And I will stay up till three in the morning if that's on. I don't <laughs> just, mean to, but they just drag you along. You gotta, you know, like, you're going to see if they're going to flip it or flop it. I follow it. the crumbs. <laughs> right. You know? Well, it's so popular. <laughs> there's, a, there's this couple who they, what they do is they take this, maybe a rundown shack into a, and they turn it into a cozy little dream house. Mm-hmm. And so 
It could be that your words up until today have built a shabby shack of a life in your finances. It has ruined the structure of uh, uh, your home of health. It could be just you've made a mess of your relationships. Mm. Your words have done that. But now it's time for a dramatic makeover with with national television and high-rating worthy results in your own life. Because to do this, just start tuning into what you're saying. Pay attention. Tuning in, I like that. Tune into what you're saying. And just we Mm -hmm. tend to the the human nature of, of most talk, especially as we progress and move on into the world, we want to be recognized. You want to get your two cents worth in in a conversation. And so we jump in our words without looking first. And we speak without ever considering what it is that we're saying. With with every word you speak, ask yourself, am I in the gray area of doubt and unbelief? Am I just saying stuff that I don't really believe to be true? Well, if the answer is yes, stop what you're saying. If you're saying things that you don't desire to see come to pass in your life, stop what you're saying. And then replace your wrong word choices with words that are filled with what you desire to see. Mm, yes, replacing what we usually say with what we actually desire to see. Um, and really what you what you just taught us is, you know, we're, we're replacing those words of of habit and those words of what we normally see with with those words of desire. Um, and I have to say, you know, things in my life, they, they really did start to change when I made that just very in-depth cognitive um in like you just said in tune decision to begin speaking words filled with what i desired to see show up in my life but it, you know it takes a deep awareness though to do this yeah for example you know, try something like this out just to get started yeah say this say i have more more than enough money to buy anything i could ever need instead of this i hardly have any money It's like training wheels. (laughs) Right. Or say something like, you know, there's not anything I can't do. In fact, I'm strengthened by my joy to advance my life, my body, and my soul today. And don't say this. Uh, I just don't think I can learn how to do that. Hmm. Or no one ever wants to hire me. Or I just can't seem to get ahead. After all, you know what? I'm just living on this fixed income. Well, who fixed it? Break it. (laughs) I mean, quit living on that fixed income. No, say something like this. Say, I am healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I feel great. My organs function just like they were designed to function. Instead of saying, you know, I have diabetes. Well, you might know I have allergies. And I need to be on medication for the rest of my life. After all, my... My relatives had it, and now I do, of course. Instead of that, say something like, you know what? I am happy, and I am filled with joy and unconditional love in my relationship with my life partner, with my husband, with my wife. Uh, We have a strong, healthy relationship with each other, and every single day it gets better and better and better instead of something like, I'm just unhappy in my, my closest relationship, and I'd be better off on my own. Look, words can can either they can they can either energize or shut down advancing manifestations in our lives. The law of attraction is working and it's available to us 24-7. It does not stop, but it has to be directed. It has to be activated and it has got to be maintained first and foremost through our words. We release the highest viewpoint that we can construct in 
through our journaling practice. We release those manifestations into our life with the positive thought forms of our words. So I just have a, uh, I just want to make sure I'm fully understanding this. So the positive thought forms of our words, they should be only exactly, absolutely what we want to happen, what we want to manifest. Um, you know, and if we add the highest viewpoint for those thought forms, then that's, you know, it is going to take some creative thinking, isn't it? Because it's, it's, it's above and beyond what we're being, you know, sort of shoved what's being shoved in our face every day. Yes. For example, imagine not the usual example of these things. Imagine an exceptional version of these things. For example, take health. Well, what is an exceptional version of health? Not the normal, but what is, what's exceptional? And, and this may take some practice. It may take some meditation. In fact, it will take meditation to go to that highest viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So what's the exceptional version of health going to look like? Yeah. What's it going to feel like? Perfected. Yeah. What will it taste like? Mm. A person who has exceptional physical health is likely to have For example, bodily functions and processes that are functioning at their peak. An exceptional version of health would not only include the absence of disease, but the holistic version, the bigger picture provided by kinetic belief, would also attract the desire for the corresponding action to our belief, for regular exercise, for balanced nutrition, for adequate rest. You may be doing all the other things and then... You realize, I actually have a desire to get eight hours of sleep at night. Why? Because you're attracting that desire to be in alignment with the holistic version of perfected health. It's the holistic desire for perfected health that attracts the bigger and that attracts the better version that's going to be greater, far greater than anything that we could actually think of or imagine when we start the process regarding our transformation of health. I have to say that what everything you're saying right now, teaching right now, it is it's it's um really pinpointing something that I think is very human and very easy for all of us to do. When we when we're setting those highest viewpoints and when we're setting those intentions, it's very tempting to sort of ride a fence. You know, you sort of want to set an in, an intention that you feel like you really could achieve. You know, you don't say a million dollars, you say a thousand dollars or whatever. But even with the health and I love this idea and and this pursuit and this sort of a, a challenge that you're giving us to, you know what, go to the top first thing, you know, just, just imagine the biggest, the best that you possibly can um, and work toward that instead of sort of inching your way along. Um, just go for the absolute highest viewpoint that's even possible. It's the human nature. It's the default to even make excuses for the imagination. Yeah. Rather than believe yes. for a million, I think I'll just try 500,000 on first and I'll that make feels it. right. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> make make exceptions to to even my beliefs. That's but no, good, the yeah. the highest viewpoint in thought forms, the same thing is true for not just our health. But let's say that we're believing for a home. Uh, and if it helps start where you, you just start where you are and maybe we need to clean the home up that you're in in order to attract a, a home of greater value. What a great action. And putting, putting action to a corresponding action to your belief. But then the same is true for a car, for financial abundance or you know, marriage or a life partner, for all of our relationships. The same is true for peace. What is the highest viewpoint? And you create the thought forms for what peace would look like in your life. And then you have to put pressure on that. Peace doesn't just happen. 
the peace begins in the heart. It begins in the soul, and then it cannot be captured. But then you elongate that and expand that to what, it, what would it look like to live a life of peace exactly where you are? The same would be true for protection and, and for living a long life. Our words set the law of kinetic belief in motion to release creative power into our lives. But if we're speaking against any of these things, well, we're stopping the attraction system of abundance into our life. You know, I just, I really love having these simple, I I hate to say simple, but they're very straightforward steps that I can implement into my life. You know, knowing 100%, okay, today, if I could just not, you know, speak the things that I don't want (laughs) into my life, then that's a huge boost in my manifesting power. Like, Megan, just do this one thing. Stop talking. Yeah. (laughs) Step one, shut up. Oh, man. But, you know, also, I love these simple steps because these straightforward steps, because if I can implement them into my journal, um, Nothing anchors me more than that. If, if, I can, if I can get them written down and into that flow of my day and go back to that and revisit it every day in my journal, that's, that's the key for me. Well, whatever it is that we need today, we get our journal out. We begin formulating our kinetic belief strategy and start speaking our desire into being by talking about things that we can't presently see in the natural You know, we don't look around and see our life as it is to begin journaling what we want it to be. But so we we begin again talking about the things we can't see in the natural as though those things have already come to pass. Our imagination, our highest viewpoints have already happened to us. Mm -hmm. What does life look like on the other side of this vision? Meg, you and I don't get in our car. We don't fly. We don't take a train without speaking safety and protection over our trip, right. without seeing it, calling it as though we desire it to be, mm-hmm. and speaking it as though it's already done in our lives. And Absolutely. these are the creative desire of our words and systemic to our kinetic beliefs. That's why we do this. And they are crucial to releasing manifesting power in every area of our life, which itself is the key to a prosperous, mm. successful, best life manifesting. Well, it's it's most powerful when it's a way of life, right? So, you know, we, we obviously, we always make that point to agree with each other, with our words for everything, you know, safety and protection before we travel. We do it before we do the podcast or events. Just regardless of what we're doing, we're always speaking we've done this for years haven't we it's almost and it is a lifestyle at this point it's actually an amazing habit that we're in you know always speaking those words that demonstrate just that highest viewpoint of what we are expecting what we are experiencing what we're looking forward to these things are the way of life for the kinetic believer and then the next thing we do is we release manifesting power with actions corresponding actions to our beliefs make a daily practice of showing up with your Uh, beliefs in hand or in in your journal and determine what the corresponding action is going to be. Hmm. I mean, if we believe in the law of attraction, for example, and we speak the right words, we're talking the talk. But then the question is, are we walking the walk? Because manifesting belief cannot help but act. It must act. There has to be an action. That's what kinetic is. It's the energy of moving, of movement. Uh, we mentioned this the dynamite earlier. A dynamite in your stick of dynamite in your hand is nothing but potential energy. But when it's lit and thrown, the potential becomes kinetic. There's motion and movement to that energy that then has the the power to rearrange circumstances in our lives. Yeah. We release 
manifesting power into the natural world with our actions, when we start taking steps according to our kinetic beliefs that believes it's going to receive and doesn't doubt it. And that's going to look different in different situations. Belief for a new car, for example, it could begin with just like we were talking about the home, cleaning the one we have out. Getting, you're believing for a new car, so what do you have to do? Clean the one you have up. You're getting it ready to trade or sell. Preparing a space in the garage for the new car. Or any other belief-led action for a new car. Kinetic belief doesn't sit still. Kinetic belief never just sits there. It rises up to determine what it is that we're going to do today. And the kinetic believer, because we are attracting what we desire, we can't help but to act on what we know that we're attracting to manifest into our lives. Well, and that's revelation knowledge for me, what you're, what you're bringing home right now for us. This idea that, you know, there is a difference between the kinetic belief lifestyle and then just sort of sporadically practicing it. You know, we had a funny conversation recently about a diet and how, you know, it, it, diets have um, built-in sabotage mechanisms because they end. You know, you're counting the hours until you can eat the cake again. Um, and that will sabotage you. And so that's just revelation knowledge for me right now, this idea that the lifestyle is the key. You know, not seeing an end to your manifesting, not seeing an end point. Um, you know, you, you, you've told us so many times, if you're willing to stand forever, you don't have to stand for long. So we desire, we imagine, we act we expect, and, and that expectation is just going to become so great that it doesn't matter where we're going or what we're doing, um, which is, that's the definition of, of lifestyle, isn't it? You know, what we're doing, it just begins to change, to align with what we are expecting as a lifestyle <laughs> every day to manifest. Yeah, you know, circumstances are going to always begin to change where expectations change. It's exciting. Do you <laughs> remember the, the movie called October Sky? October really, sky. really nice story. It was a screenplay that was based on a true story of this kid named Homer Hickman. He, uh, he was a coal miner's son, okay. and he was, inspired, um, he was inspired. He was inspired by the launch of the uh, the Sputnik satellite the Russians uh, mm-hmm. sent up in 1957 ish, and that young boy was so taken away by his imagination that he decided to take up rocketry. Mm-hmm. And it was against his father's wishes, who worked in the coal mines there in that small yeah. Appalachian town. And he just, the father loved coal mining you know, with a passion. And it's what they, all he had ever known, and his dad and his father's father. And coal mining was supposed to be the future of every young boy from mm-hmm. the little coal mining town. So there was to be no occasion at all for playing with rockets. And that's what the 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 uh, the crisis was with the protagonist he yeah. was you know not to play with these rockets but homer in the movie was encouraged by a school teacher who bought him this book that showed him how to win a science fair scholarship and he got a couple of his little friends to help him and they started building these rockets and the hard-nosed uh, father continued to ridicule his son for not following in his footsteps and going into the coal mines you know after he graduated from high school but then in the story, there was the steadily growing uh, throng of the people in the town coming out to the remote launch pad to watch those homemade uh, rockets taking off. Yeah. And each one would go higher and higher. <laughs> they became really, it was, it was fun to watch. And as the story goes, because of the passionate desire of the little boy's imagination, 
the talk and the action of his kinetic belief, the boy from that little coal mine town, eventually went on to become a NASA engineer. He had, was putting action to his beliefs and the obvious circumstances surrounding um, Homer, they changed. True story. They changed to align with the corresponding action of his wow. beliefs, which then, of course, changed the rest of his life. Wow. You know, I just love stories like that. It is inspiring, the idea that somebody's life is transformed, just absolutely that a totally different course is chosen because they just refuse to accept what they what they see around them. You know, everybody says, oh, you're supposed to be normal in this direction. And they go left instead of right. I mean, I mean, we do have just the one life. And so that ability to choose that path, it's its everything, isn't it? Yeah, well, just like in the movie, the boy just to work in the coal mine like his father and his grandfather and everybody else did in that town would have been the natural response to his way of living life. But that that's the path of least resistance, to just become what's expected of you. To become what we see in the natural, it's just the way you're going to do life because it's, after all, the way everybody else has done life that you know. So now that we're imagining what we desire, talking about it, and putting a corresponding action to our belief by launching rockets, you see, now we're in position to release manifesting power by expecting results. All things are possible for those who believe. Manifesting power is released by expectancy and not hesitancy. I have a question about this process. So as we're manifesting and believing that highest viewpoint, you know, forming these imaginations through meditation, is it is it safe to say that we really should take everything that we can see around us, surrounding us in the physical and sort of put put it to the side and completely replace that with highest thought forms? I mean... Are we supposed to take some of the good that's here now and kind of marry it with what we want to happen? Or should we just be imagining this entirely huge different replacement experience? Well, it's the holistic viewpoint that works. And Mm -hmm. rather than saying, I want to change this rug and I want to change the floor and I want to change the couch and that picture and that picture and that (laughs) picture. And that's that's the detailed um, (laughs) pursuit of it. The actual way that this works is to see yourself placed into an environment of your Mm -hmm. heart's desire, of your purpose for life. Mm -hmm. What does it feel like, look like, smell like, taste like? Who are you? How do you carry yourself? What does the energy feel like? Mm -hmm. How do you walk down the street inhabiting that that desire? What does it feel like? What is your energy like? How do you wake up in the morning? How do you feel when you lay down to sleep at night? And then the detail that structures itself around that space in that place of your imagination, much of that takes care of itself. Mm. You can't take an ocean liner across a sea without being buoyed by volumes of water. Mm. Well, we don't have to see the, the gallons of the water sustaining us for it to be there. And that's the way it is with changing our lives with a belief around us. There'll be much of what comes into the picture, the holistic version of yourself that you never had to put a pencil to. Yeah, yes. I love, I love that. And that, that really speaks to somebody like me who has a, a, I can be a chronic overthinker from time to time. So getting our heads and our thoughts out of the micro and just allowing ourselves to, to feel it to become it, to allow, allow the, the dream and that highest viewpoint just to sort of overtake us. That's 
that holistic view is everything. Ultimately, what will happen if we put a pencil to the details of our imagination, to all of them, we're just redesigning it by what we already know. Mm-hmm. We're putting a garage on the other end of the house rather than on the one right. that is on He's now. He's rearranging. We're rearranging our furniture. Wow. We are rearranging our the reality that we already know. Mm-hmm. What we want to do is to move into the adventure of the unknown, to the bigger, the bigger life, the purpose, the genius of purpose, those equations that yet have not been resolved in our own minds. We don't have to know it all to have it all. So we release manifesting power by expecting results to show up in our lives. And manifesting power is released by expectancy, not hesitancy. When we, when we lean on our creative authority for our healing, for our protection and abundance, for sending rockets to the moon, whatever it may be, we do it with the complete confidence of expecting results. There can be no room at all for any doubt. Whatever we choose to desire, it has to become an anchor to our soul. See, we release creative power in our life by expecting results, not wishing or hoping, but expecting results. The expectation of results, that's what changes what we talk about and that changes what we do, that changes our imagination, that changes what we write about, how we journal. And if we're expecting, for example, a package just to be delivered, we don't just wish and hope for it. We look for it. We prepare for its arrival. If it's something fun, we get excited about receiving the package. And we, we do all of this before we receive it. Stop and think about the one thing that you want most right now in your life. All right, do you have it in your mind? Now, what would you do if you knew with 100% certainty that that truck is going to pull up in front of your house tomorrow and drop it off for you. That's precisely what kinetic belief will do. Whatever emotions you would experience or plans that you would make, expecting the delivery of your package tomorrow, that's expectancy. And being excited about um, being just overwhelmed with excitement should be part of your expectancy. Did you like going to amusement parks as a kid? <laughs> like, oh my goodness, love. Went, lose my mind with excitement. You yeah. still like going, don't you? I still love going. I love roller coasters. If I knew that I was going to an amusement park there, where there was a roller coaster and rides, are you kidding me? Oh, I yeah. would sing and dance around filled with excitement and expectant energy. Yes, because you, know, you knew what was coming. The, the thrill, the impending thrill. The effectual expectation of attracting a desire into your life will have you dancing and singing with expectant energy. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what this means. I mean, do you want to release manifesting power into your life? Then journal to kinetically believe your creative desires and your life will never be the same again. Wow. Okay. So we have meditated to locate our original purpose, you know, the, the reason for being, and, and we're kinetically believing, you know, we're speaking the right words. Um, I think I know what comes next. Take a tangible step of action toward your particular desire. Boom. Put the yes. action with it. For example, if you're manifesting a new car, clean out the garage. If you're kinetically believing to manifest a new job, 
go through your closet to put together what you're going to wear. I have to say that's one of my favorite steps because I always enjoy the creative mental process of of coming up with you know this exciting action to attach to the belief. Like for example, if you wanna if you wanna you know manifest new friendships into your life, buy two tickets to something, assuming that there someone was going to appear yeah. for the second ticket. Just, you know, I think that's such a fun part of the process. If you're believing to have children, choose a boy and a girl name. Go ahead and write them down and start buying clothes and toys. Mm-hmm. Get the kid's room ready. Yeah. Start painting it. Get it ready. If you're Connecticut believing to sell your home, start packing. <laughs> I love it. When we take a tangible step of belief... We're acting as if what we've imagined to desire has already done. That's the kind of belief that attracts a manifestation. When we, when we act as if what we've desired and believed for is done, we're setting ourselves up for a manifestation to show up. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is they wait until they see natural evidence before they begin to act. The manifesting power of kinetic belief acts like we know it's ours. Look, if you're not in an environment where there is a perfect location for launching rockets to practice (laughs) the highest viewpoint for your desires, you can move in due time. But meanwhile, you can be great at being you exactly where you are. Carl Sagan was the founder of Modern Disciplines of Planetary Science which studies the potential uh, habitability of extraterrestrial environments for living things. And Sagan was a brilliant educator who was able to inspire public interest in science. He was a visionary and a committed defender of rational scientific thinking, and he transcended the usual categories of of academia to become one of the world's best-known scientists. And Sagan Uh, grew up in this neighborhood in Brooklyn, New York, back in 1930s. And it was a working-class neighborhood. And he attended just the public schools there in in Jersey. His father had immigrated to the United States from the Ukraine as a little boy. Sagan had imagination. He had desire. And he was not in the perfect environment for launching rockets of exploration into the cosmos. But like any other kinetic believer, his immovable desires attracted the circumstances to be able to move in due time when the greatness of his genius of purpose became him. And he inhabited that, and it inhabited him. We are not made great by the location in which we happen to be in, or even by the things that may be surrounding us. We're not made great by what we receive from other people. And we can never manifest the greatness of our purpose as long as we depend on others. We manifest the greatness of our purpose only when we begin to stand aligned with our uh, life partner or we stand alone in our beliefs. Wow. In agreement have to be inhabiting a space aligned in agreement with our purpose. Kinetic believers living their best lives dismiss all thoughts of reliance on every external thing and just rely on their own kinetic beliefs. Just like Emerson said, Shakespeare will never be made by the study of Shakespeare. Shakespeare will only be made by the thinking of Shakespearean thoughts. (laughs) That's great. 
Never mind. Isn't that great? Uh, yes, and it's so true. Just never mind how the people around you, including those of your own household, may treat you. How you're treated, look, it has nothing at all to do with you experiencing your life's purpose. How you're treated cannot stop you from manifesting the life you may choose to live. People may neglect us and be unthankful and be mean-spirited in their attitude toward you. But that should never, ever prevent you from being amazing in your manner, and in your attitude toward them. By doing so, remember the universe will repay you for what you freely give. That is the power of unconditional love. Let's work on some manifesting uh, highest viewpoint affirmations. Are we ready for this? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm already thinking about all the actions I'm going to need to attach to <laughs> all these highest viewpoints. <laughs> the manifesting power of kinetic belief. Just say this out loud. Say, I am putting action. I am putting action. Into each day. Into each day. That I may need. That I may need. To live my dreams. To live my dreams. I begin my day. I begin my day. With my purpose in mind. With my purpose in mind. My passion and with powerful action. My passion and with powerful action. I am going where I need to go today. I'm going where I need to go today. Doing is planned. Planning and planning is doing. Doing is planning and planning is doing. There's no such thing as failure. There's no such thing as failure. Failure is just another word for I need to get busy. <laughs> failure is just another word for I need to get busy. I choose to show up. I choose to show up. I choose to ask. I choose to ask. I choose to act. I choose to act. I am fearless. I am fearless. By showing up. By showing up. With a smile on my face. With a smile on my face. I know exactly what I need to do. I know exactly what I need to do. To attract my desires for life. To attract my desires for life. Any action is my best action. Any action is my best action. And today I'm moving toward my desires. Today I'm moving toward my desires. Every action I take. Every action I take. Increases my manifestations. It increases my manifestations. And every manifestation. And every manifestation. Increases my actions. In increases my actions. Oh, what a fun podcast this was today. And I just love connecting with all the Kinetic Believers out there. Don't you? It feels so good every single time we sit down. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and sending out much love to all the KB creatives all over the world. And if you don't have a journal, find something to write with and write on and get started writing down your highest viewpoint and thought forms for attracting your best life into existence and if you want to pick one up and if you want to, yeah if you want to work through the journal with Stephen with his unctions and his guidance you can do that with the guided journal and that's available at stephencanyon.com you can do the digital download version or you can also order a hard copy we ship free to most places in the world and don't forget to check out the genius of purpose workbook as well put the pressure of expectant peace into your life working and working toward that right now today don't hesitate don't put it off one more moment Much much love to all you KB creatives. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.